Hey, legends, you know, none of our interviews or episodes ever date, ever. They are all timeless and ready for you for when you're ready to listen. Download the lot and rip in. This episode is brought to you by our wonderful sponsors, Galaxy Finance. Sponsors and personal friends that I trust, that I trust enough to go to with questions about my own finances. That's not a sales pitch, that's fact. Any questions, any queries, they have the solutions from home loan lending to complete financial planning. With official interest rates at an all-time low, the lenders want your business. With Galaxy Finance, they'll do all the work for you and find the best possible deal. They'll do it all. Get in contact, ask for Leanne, and mention Unfiltered for a free chat. A free chat. No obligations. A free chat just by mentioning Unfiltered. Galaxyfinance.com.au is where you can find them. Welcome back to Andy Raymond Unfiltered. This is the Legend Series with Graham Eady, Part 2. Enjoy. Yeah, still here somewhere. Well, we're we're uh, we're in the process of looking looking to where we're going to uh, live in the future. Yeah. So I'd, I'd say, Leah's put it somewhere. You'll find it in the box somewhere. Yes. Yeah. When the boss lets you know. Yeah. Internationally, you took over from Langlands upon his retirement. Twenty kangaroo jerseys in total. Does one stand out? One game. One moment, uh, one memory from your time in green and gold. Does does one stand out above the others? First, yeah. First one, yep. First one always stands out, as you said before. You know, as we said before. Yeah. You know, you always, yeah. You know, first. Yeah. That was second test. 70 second test in seventy three. Where was that? At Headingley. Yep. It was blowing a gale. Um. I kicked five out of five. Yeah. And one or two might have been from the sideline. But I I just had a dream game. Obviously, uh, toe poker as, yeah. as a goal kicker. Completely off topic. Have you ever in the last 20 years grabbed a ball and gone down to the local oval and, and tried round the corner kicking? No. No. Could you? No. I. Tried it once. We had a um, oh something was on, and John Gray was out here living then. The original round yes, the corner, and uh, they said, "Can you kick like Johnny Gray?" And I said, "Oh yeah, give it, give it." Here. And I nearly pulled a groin. Wow. Yep. And I said, "Never again." Here you go. The 79 Ashes, the first series whitewash over Great Britain. And to be honest, that was a turning point in the international game that has pretty much continued to this day, Australia dominating Great Britain. Big turning point, big milestone when you look back. It was. um, Yeah, I I don't know whether... um Referees helped in any way, yeah. but uh, you know we'd always win two, but could never get the third. The third, or mm. we'd we'd win uh, the first one, we'd lose the second one, we'd win the third one, mm. and um, I think it was 
78 when um, we played over there and it was yep. it was 2-1 yes. and the Pommies reckon, you know, you, you were lucky. Yeah. And we played them again on uh, at Headingley mm. and we beat them 30 nil or something yeah. or 30 to 3 or something like that. And uh, so I, I don't know, I, I think, but as you say, 79 was the start of the 3 nil, 3 nil, 3 nil. What England had possessed, I've been told, because it's just before my time, over that era, they were a tough, older bunch of ball-playing yes. guys. With your generation of footballer, it, it started to become a younger man's game. Is that a fair call? Yes, it is. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah, there, there was, uh, okay, I was 25. Um. Yeah, but uh, there were there were people that was as you say, Wally Lewis, yep. Brett Kenny, yeah, you know, all those sort of blokes were starting to come through the ranks. Yeah, and uh, we knew they were good. Yeah, but uh, for some reason, the selectors kept going for an, an, an older bloke. Like I got uh, ruled out in one game, and they they brought John Dorohy in. Oh, cool. So, you know, that was going back to the older. Mm. They they didn't never went for Gary Jack. Yep. And and that sort of thing. So preferred the experience. The experience. Yeah, yeah. I think a lot can be said for that. I, mm. you know, international football is is the pinnacle and having that experience against a tough team, mm. I can see why they'd want that. Back at club level, your success continued. Um it's a theme throughout your career, if we're being honest. 1976 over Parramatta, 1978 over Cronulla after the famous drawn grand final. What stands out from the 78 clashes with the Sharks? They were hard. Oh, yeah. They were hard. Um, yeah, it was, uh, I think, yeah, that one that we played on the weekend, uh, they they should have won that, Granola. They should have won wow. that. Wow. But, um, you know, in that game, they had a lot of injuries. Okay. John McMartin, Greg Pierce. Yep. Or Greg, Greg might have been sent off, I can't remember now, but he never played on the Tuesday. Yep. Um, so. What's the feeling like? Um, no one likes drawing a game of chess, let alone rugby league. But no one, very few people have experienced drawing a grand final. What's it like walking out of the SCG, drawn, knowing you've got to come back and do it again? Because it is such a high, it's the high point in the season, such a high point in your life, but the question's unresolved. Very low. Is it? Very, very low. I think um, that night, because they had to pick the kangaroos. Because they were going away, of course. On the Wednesday, or the next next Saturday, they Jeez. were going away. If uh, the memory, yeah, I think you're right. Out. Yeah. Um. Anyway, they said, I said, oh, they said you've got to stay because you've been they, they picked you in the kangaroos, mm. so you've got to stay for the medical. Damn, we've just won the grand final. I want to go back to the Leech Club. Yeah. And they said, "No, you got to, you got to stay here." Oh. Seven thirty at uh, the cricket at um, 
Oh, Phillip Street. Yeah. So anyway, I, I went over to uh, to Neil Pringles at a pub at Balmain. The old uh, town hall? Oh, yes, I think it was. Yeah. And uh, we had a we had a couple of uh, beers there. I went went back to uh, Phillip Street and they said, no, uh, it's tomorrow now. So I had to go oh. get in the car and go back to the league club. And that was uh, that was it. That we was we, night, we yeah. had a few drinks, and anyway, they said, "Look, you blokes are, are all fit." We've been told, so you don't have to come in for the for the medical. Perfect. Seventy six and seventy eight, uh, and I don't mean to embarrass you. You were the difference, man of the match in both grand finals, retrospectively. Awarded the Clive Churchill Medal. Actually, yeah. two of them. How special was that? Great. Yeah, it was. Uh, it, it was unbelievable that um, you know I could I could get something like yeah. Well, not knowing it was going to be the Clive Churchill Medal. Yep. But that I got the man of the match in both games. So yeah, it was it was fantastic, and and uh, I I take it that. They had to give it to someone, yeah. But anyone in that manly side in those two seventy six and seventy eight games could have got the the man of the match. Did you actually get anything on the day? Was there a, uh, was there a, a Frank Frank Hyde? Yeah, <laughs> got the Frank Hyde. What what did he give away? I forget now. But he he used to give uh, the man of the match. Yep. And uh, he he'd give uh, give that out on the on the day. A pair of shoes or a hundred dollar so, gift voucher like somewhere. That. I can't remember. Uh, when you're a flick now, what an era! What an era for Manly. The seventies, four oh. grand finals, and a yep. team of absolute rock stars. Yeah. Yep. Very special. It, it was, and um, yeah. You know, as we. As, as, you go back and look at that that dream team that I picked. Yep. Um, there was only two from outside. Yeah. Oh, sorry, Tommy, Tommy, and uh, Arthur, and and Chang, and oh, I, Mick Cronin. Oh yeah. Oh no, there was. Yeah, there's enough. a couple. Yeah, there's a couple there. Yeah. But mostly manly. Yeah. yeah. And and all deserve their spot there. Yeah. Yeah. You'd been a mainstay in Sky Blue. Throughout the seventies, in what was the interstate series before State of Origin was born, as it's now known, what do you recall of the night in nineteen eighty, the first one? I remember going up, um, going up for the second game up there, yeah. uh, and we we used to walk in through the bar to get to the dressing room. That's right. And they they'd get your autograph, they'd get this and they get that and they'd pat you on the back, photos and yep. all that. Um we walked in this night in nineteen eighty as a for the third one yep. and no one talked to us. It was on. We knew Jesus, something's different here. Yeah. Something is different and that was uh that was it. Thank you. 
Hey legends, I hope you're enjoying this edition of Andy Raymond Unfiltered. Would you like to be part of the team? Our sponsorship packages are ready to go from scripted ads to website placement and social media promotions, personal appearances, voice recordings and more. The opportunities are limited only by your imagination. You set the terms. Unfiltered is reaching hundreds of thousands of potential clients every single week. And we can cater to businesses both big and small. We'll work with you to guarantee you get exactly what you want, how you want, and when you want. Packages start from as little as $150. If you're interested in joining our team, go to our website and hit the sponsorship tab at andyraymondunfiltered.com.au. In terms of rep footy, that was it. At 27 years of age, you stepped down. Why? And secondly, have you regretted that decision at any stage? Obviously, yes, I do. I regret it. Um, I think I could have played a few more years in rep footy. But um, we we just opened up a, a gymnasium at... D.Y. Okay. Called uh, Randall Gartner and Edie, and uh, and we were, we were we wanted to um, do the main main thing and look after that. Yep. Uh, and obviously, when I uh, finally retired, and uh, and that uh, two or three years later, I came back and yeah. went to England. So I must have missed the game. Yeah, obviously. I must have. There were more competitive seasons at Manly. Uh, I hope you don't reach over and belt me here, but GF losses to Parramatta in 82-83. Heartbreaking. Does that sum it up? Yeah. Yeah, because... uh, Because you were four and four going into this. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Ray Ritchie was the coach in in 82, Bozo in in 83, and, you know, we... uh, we were we were probably the the better side during the year, yeah. In both those years, mm. and we never got the chocolate, so it was a bit uh, it was a bit hard to take. Parramatta, in many ways, duplicated Manly's success with the next generation of footballer yes. coming through. They were just eight, ten years behind what Manly had done, yeah. but the blueprint was very similar. Yeah. Well, you look at it. Manly and uh, and Parramatta came into the competition. I think the same year, nineteen forty-seven. Yep. So yes, we got it going in in the seventies, yep. and Parramatta took over in the eighties. So it was uh, that was just something that that sort of worked. Early retirement from rep footy we chatted about at the end of nineteen eighty-three, and I know there had been a couple of injuries a few years prior, but still at your best, you walked away at 29 years of age. Right time, wrong time. I think probably, uh, to me, I thought the right time. Yep. Uh, I thought I've, I've got um, a couple of, couple of blokes coming up behind me that, yeah. that were... Uh, um, Probably going to push me out of 
uh, side, the, yep. the rep side, and the and possibly at, at Manly, you know, um, Phil Sigsworth. Yeah. Um. So I, you know, I had no regrets in retiring, but probably when I look back, yeah, there are a few things there that you know I probably could could have stayed on. Speaking of '83, that's when tries went from three to four points. Yep. And I'm thinking, correct me if I'm wrong, you may and you may not know. I reckon you were the first try scorer of a four point try. Yep. Is that right? Yep. There's a little dot in history. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that doesn't come up much. No, <laughs> no. Just get it out there. Uh, Halifax, and to this day a legend over there, as you are here, obviously. Two Challenge Cup finals. One win, one loss, including a Lance Todd Trophy as man of the match in the championship side in front of 91,500 people at Wembley in what was one of the most amazing matches. What was the highlight there? The win? Yeah. (laughs) The win, obviously, but um, no, I think... To score a try, yeah, uh, there, um, and to be part of a, a team that that um, you know is held in great esteem by everyone over there, even to this day. It, it certainly is, even to this day. Can you compare an Australian Premiership to a Challenge Cup victory? Is it same, same, or is it different? No, it's different. Um, it's different in the fact that uh, you know you you play over there. It's it's uh, you, you, it's like the Amco Cup used to be yeah. here. Yep. Uh, you'd play so many games to get through to the semi-final, final, and each one sudden death. Yes. Yep. Um, so the Challenge Cup is is run like that. Mm. Um, but. For the people, yeah, it's of the, the big town. One. It is huge. Yeah. It is unbelievable, and and they they are just so great. Those people. Have there. you got back over to Halifax in yep. in recent been, years? We've been over twice, and they, um, like bit- Clint, my youngest bloke. Yeah, he was only young. Mm. Uh, when we went back over there. About four years ago, I think it was four or five years ago. It was for a uh, bit of a uh, get together by everyone: Chris Anderson and Keith Nella, uh, Bob Grogan, all those sort of blokes went back over there for this year. Wow! And the people just virtually lined up the streets again, like they used to do at the, at the games. What a wonderful experience for your oh, family to be able yeah. to witness that. Well, Clint didn't re- witness this in when he was over there because yeah. he was only young. But he witnessed it this night that we were there and they came around and they grabbed him. They had photos taken with him and and uh, they got all the players together and put Clint in there as well. So, you know, the people, the people really... Uh, enjoyed it. They enjoyed the, the, that night. They enjoyed the night the, the time before. The you know when we when we were playing, and we got back there. They 
lined the, the streets. We went around on a bus and they took us to the town hall and we were up on the, the uh, balcony and there was a police car that led the bus in and um, you couldn't see that police car. We thought, oh, well, that, they must have got out of here. When we went back down, that police car was still there and, and the roof was down to the bonnet. People on the roof. They were just standing on the roof and we said to the cop, what? Yeah. How are you going to explain that? He said, you don't worry about that. You blokes won. There's an insight to how important a yep. game of football can be yep. to a community or a city. Yes. We get towards the end of the interview and probably the, actually not probably, the most important question of the interview. A few health issues in recent years. How's the health now? Oh, it's it's still a bit funny. Yeah. Um, I had uh, open heart surgery where they were putting a, an aorta, replacing the aorta, yep. and um, when they got in there, they they found heart disease, mm. so they had to uh, stop the operation, and they had to get rid of that, and they had. 20 minutes at tops to clean that out and get back to the operation. And they did it in 18 minutes. So they got that and then I was in there for three weeks in hospital. And, uh, and then lately I've had uh, lumps in the, in the chest that they've taken out. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I've just got to keep going on with life. You feeling good? I'm feeling all right. Feeling all right? Yeah. Good man. I get up and have a coffee every morning. <laughs> Do you don't, like- dr- don't drink anymore. You're off the good stuff. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Good man. Do you like the game in 2022 or has it changed too much? No, I don't like it. I don't like it. I I, um, I think it's, you know, I, I think the there was a thing on Facebook the other day where they showed – the, the photo of um, the Tigers uh, with all the the three grades. Yep. And I thought, how good's that? That all, is so great. All 55 players together. Yes. Yeah. And to think that people used to go and, you know, 11 o'clock on a Sunday morning um, to watch the three grades. That was me as a kid, Greg. Yep. That's that's what started my love for the game. Mm. Uh, we grew up ten minutes from Parramatta Stadium, um, but as, as young kids, you know, or early teens, we'd we'd travel and we, me and my mates, would go to Brookvale or the old Sydney Footy Stadium. Yep. You would get there for eleven o'clock for the gates to open. Twelve mm. o'clock was under twenty threes. One thirty was reserve grade. Three o'clock was first grade. And every person there knew who the reserve fullback for President's Cup was, where he was from, and you would track them. Yes. Over the over the years. Yep. Also, yep. there wasn't as many problems back in that day because reserve grade was stacked with a raft of older guys who may have struggled to retain their spot in first grade, but yep. they were maintained around the club because they loved playing footy. Yep. But they were also the ass kickers if the young blokes got out of line. That's right. Mm. That's right. Voted on several occasions as in the game's top 100 players ever. 
four premierships, one Challenge Cup, 350 games all told, 20 kangaroo jerseys, 14 for New South Wales, plenty of records and a success rate most could only dream of. Equally as impressive is the standing you have in the game to this very day, the recollections about how you played the game, but also about how you represented the game have not dimmed over time. It has been an absolute pleasure sitting down. Graham Eady, you, sir, are a legend. Thank you very much. You know, it's been a pleasure to, uh, to play the game. We hope you're enjoying this edition of Andy Raymond Unfiltered. The Legends series drops at the start of your working week. It's in-depth, personal and highlights some of the game's finest from yesteryear. The weekly wodge drops in time for your weekend. It's full on and the hottest podcast on the market. Why listen to opinions when you can listen to interviews with the stars? And on every episode, you can hear up to a dozen different players and coaches, both past and present, giving their thoughts on the great game. It's fast-paced, full of footy and laughs. It's a must-listen. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast wherever you are listening. That way, you won't miss a thing. Every episode will drop immediately. Before you go, we'd love a five-star rating and review. It's not for ego, it's for business, as we look to expand the unfiltered brand and bring you more. Make sure you come back soon. Legends. Legends.